And welcome back in Stripe Show podcast on a Tuesday. You know what that means? DFS time. We lob it ahead. Of course, great show yesterday. Appreciate the uh, response on the podcast with Daniel Rappaport breaking all that down. Still a little shock. Harris English in the Bryson DeChambeau looking like your weekend warriors out there coming in trying to break 40 on Sunday and uh, Abraham answer gets his first win, but we're not talking about that anymore. We're going to lob it ahead. It's the Wyndham championship week. One of my favorite weeks, really. I love this as we get a little bit uh, amped up for the playoffs. we got some names on the line, names like Ricky Fowler, who uh, is currently sitting at 130th. And uh, how about uh, Matt Kuchar currently sitting at 124th. There's Adam Scott at 121. My goodness. How about those names down there around the cut line to get into the first uh, leg of the playoffs, which will be next week. And to help us break it down here this week, Wyndham Championship, Sedgefield Country Club. He's back. I got him on his lunch break, folks. I won't let him go. Kenny Kim, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up, Travis? Always fun to be on, ready to talk about this uh, Wyndham Championship. Like, it's a lot to to ride on you got Fleetwood out the outside and outside of the names you talked yeah. about you got Rose outside so so some surprises there wow Fleetwood and Rose and that's all right Rose will just do another commercial and had that Maybe account okay. like Ricky and and all that but uh anyway you know Sedgefield this is a um it's a pretty easy course you know for these guys you know this is a little bit of a run here where we're starting to see uh, a lot of birdies we certainly saw a ton of birdies at TPC Southwind. That, that's about as easy as you'll see that course play Thursday through Saturday. I've been there and I was like, damn, this course is not that easy. Soft, no wind. Then things picked up and started showing its teeth a little firmer and, you know, yeah, Southwind pushed back. Sedgefield, you know, it's kind of, it's right in front of them. You know, it's pretty easy fairways to hit. Um, they're going to get the ball in the green. They're going to have a lot of opportunities here. We've seen guys go well in, into the twenties under par. Um, Jimmy Herman, he won this thing last year. JT Poston in 19. Sneds blitzed it in 18. And uh, so we look at this course, Kenny. What are you know some of the metrics that are you uh, are you looking at here as guys are going to have to fill it up a little bit here on this Donald Ross design at 7,100 yards? Yeah, I mean a lot of 150 to 175. A lot of like eight par fours from 400 to 450. You know, short iron wedge play. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like you said, the course is basically right in front of you. Uh, I guess, you know, like typical Donald Ross courses, the biggest um, uh, the biggest obstacle in the course is probably going to be the greens. Pretty mm-hmm. tough putting, you know, a, a top 10, I think, in, in hardest putting on tour a year in, year out for this course. But that's normally a Donald Ross staple uh, that you yeah. see, uh, you know, at the at his courses. So, you know, getting to the green should be pretty easy. I mean, you got fairways here. Uh, I think the the green regulation rate um, when you're on the fairway is 80%. The green regulation rate when you're on the uh, in the rough is 50%. So you you know you definitely gotta gotta poke it out there in the fairways. You won't see too many drivers out there uh, with everyone trying a little bit shorter course. Everyone trying to get those fairways so they can hit those greens a little bit easier. Yeah, I think it's a good point. We saw it last week. We saw Harris English in a lot of three woods. Of course, Bryson, you know, tailor it back a little bit. Southwind to green you can sacrifice maybe a little bit of weakness in the putters we saw jt win there but you can't here you got to make putts here this is 
Um, you know, obviously strokes can approach ways out. We know that's always right. There is one, but strokes and putting is one a where, you know, last week we probably pushed it down a little bit this week. You got to push it up. You, know, you got the guys of like JT Poston winning here who can fill it up. Sneds of course can fill it up. Reed one here in 13. He can fill it up Webb, We know he can fill it up. So it's, you got to have the putter along with the ball striking, but I think you make a really good point from the fairway here. Um, is certainly going to be a little more of a premium. And I think some of the longer hitters will bring it back down. All right, let's get right into it here. Got the DraftKings um, loaded up here. As we, this way we do it here in the matchup, we'll go through each salary cap and uh, we'll give us our thoughts here on most all the players and then our favorite pick from each range. And uh, not a great field here as a lot of the big names, of course, are going to shut it down for a week before we get into the playoffs. But Make no mistake, we've got some great fields coming up, and this is always a fun week as guys try to jockey for position, either A, get into the top 125, or B, move up, right? So you look at these names here in the top range. The first name that comes to mind, Patrick Reed, he's just playing every week at 10,200. Wills Altoris is at 10,300. He's trying to get a win. You know, he's trying to get into the playoffs. Kokrak's at 10,000, and on your top end, you've got Hideki, uh, the highest ranked at 11,000, played beautiful down the stretch last week. There's Louie. I mean, he's going to try to win this thing. Louie is like, I want to win the FedEx Cup playoffs at 10,700. And then Webb Simpson knows a thing or two about this course, 10,600. And on cue, has his best round, perhaps, of the year, 66, last week at Southwind, which I had him on my on my lineup in DFS and it just moved me all the way up to 200. I was like, damn it. I might win this thing. And then, well, you know, there goes Terrell Hatton and Dustin Johnson. But anyway, Kenny, the big names, anybody jump out to you? I'm going with the biggest name on the board. I mean, okay. the, the way Hideki has been playing on uh, the last couple of weeks uh, through the Olympics. And, you know, he, after his major win, it was a little bit of a low, but it looks like he's back up to where he needs to be. Iron game, exceptionally strong. Uh, he's looking really good. Yeah. Uh, week in and week out, at least the last few weeks. I think another win is in the horizon. Uh, he's probably going to be my favorite play uh, in this range. I'm really not going out on the limb uh, when it comes down to this one. I do like Webb. Uh, I'll probably use Webb in cash. Uh, but for GPPs, I, I like I like uh, Hideki a lot. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Everybody was making a, this thing about, you know, Xander and those guys coming back from the Olympics. And, man, they got to be running out of gas. And I'm sure they were. And there's Hideki. He's like, hey, I was over there, too. Uh, I had the most amount of pressure on me, and here he is sitting in the playoff and should have won that damn thing. I don't know how that ball didn't turn. I mean, he it looked good. It did look good. I thought it was in. I was sitting there watching my son three feet, four hours. That's in. And ugh, just lips out. That's how close it was for Hideki to get the win. But, yeah, I agree. When when Hideki looks confident with that putter like that, look out. I mean, he he looked very confident with the putter. So I, I'm with you there. Louie. You know, you, you start lining up the strokes gain approach and strokes gain putting, you know, and you weigh those two out. I'm not sure there's anybody better in the field from Louie. It's almost an absolute guarantee he's going to be in the top 10 the way that he's playing. I think Webb's really interesting. I was texting with his caddy, Paul Tesori, last week, and I said, give me a percent of Webb right now healthy. And he said 90%. And I think that kind of played out. He, You know, he kind of you know, labored around a little bit, and then he kind of got it going on the weekend. I think Webb Simpson, Kenny, is an interesting name, not only this week. I mean, we know he 
absolutely loves this place. How about this run the last four years? Third, second, second, third. <laughs> yeah. You got that win about eight, nine years ago too. So yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you like, are you buying stock right now for Webb going into the playoffs? You know, I was worried about the way he's been playing. It felt like something was off. I didn't know how about the injury. What 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 injury does he have? Do you know? They've been kind of secretive about it. You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I knew something was wrong. Yeah. I just did. I just did because of the way he's been playing. Because he hasn't been quite himself, and with a little bit of an injury, uh, you know, aspect, it makes sense. But ninety percent, if he gets keeps on getting better, I mean, you know, Webb has been one of the you know a really good player for the last three years. Ever since that players win. Uh, about in what 2018 he's got a couple of wins since then a bunch of top fives a bunch of top tens uh he's been a top 20 player in the world since then uh i mean yeah i if, if he's healthy i mean yeah. and it was really an injury that it was bothering him he could make some noise uh coming up in the playoffs yeah it just feels nice round made a couple made a silly bogey on the par three three putter from 21 feet um on the back nine but that just hit a lot of great shots. Just it was really kind of the first time it looked like Webb Simpson, you know. I mean, on on Sunday last week. So I, I'm buying stock for Webb heading into the playoffs. Uh, I, I think he'll he'll certainly be there. I think of the top three, you know, obviously it's it's difficult to move away from Hideki the way he's playing, Louie the way he's playing. I think all Simpsons go. I think Webb's right there with them. Will showing some signs, made some putts last week, took a month off. It was nice to see him bounce back. There's Patrick Reed. Do you ever get concerned when players play every week? Reed, last minute, went to the Olympics, didn't look good last week. Here he is again playing this week. He's going to be in the playoffs. Do you ever get concerned when these guys just never take any time off? It's definitely something to think about. They usually play like seven, eight weeks in a row, but all over the world. Uh, you would think that, you know, it, it might catch up with him at some point in time, but he's got a lot to play for too. I mean, he's no shoe in for the Ryder Cup after what happened last year. Uh, he wants to make that team in the first six be a lot easier and have Stricker come and uh, pick him as a captain's choice, which I think will happen, but you never know, uh, especially how the Ryder Cup ended last time. Uh, so uh, I think he, I think that's one of the reasons why he's playing so much mm-hmm. also. Uh, you yeah. know, I think he's eighth, you know, the ninth, ninth in, in the uh, standings. He needs to make a little bit of a jump, a high place to do it. Uh, so I think that's why he's playing so much. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's interesting here. Patrick Reed, uh, top ten last year, t twenty two back in two thousand nineteen. Kokrak down there. I like Kokrak here at ten thousand. He's played well. A couple top twenties, top fifteens actually the last two years. And when you talk about having to fill it up with a putter, the dude pretty much taught himself how to putt. <laughs> I mean, I got to tell you, like he he put a little extra length on his putter, and all of a sudden, Jason Kokrak's like one of the best putters in the world, and uh, he's pretty wow. darn good off the tee. He's pretty darn good in the approach game. He's won twice. I think in this top shelf here of all these names, I'll lead off a little bit with Hideki at 11,000. I'm probably going to lead off with Webb a little bit. But I think in in a couple as well, I'll lead off with Kokrak. I'll give you him. I'll give you Kokrak as my guy here in the matchup. And you going to take Matsuyama? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go shocking on this one. Yeah, but I mean, hey, Kokrak, you know, when it comes to, DFS. I mean, he's probably going to be the lowest owner of the group. Maybe him and Reed. I'm not sure, uh, yeah. but I mean, you know, it could make a good play. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move down to the nine thousand. Some interesting names here. Uh, Brian Harmon's getting a lot of respect here um, at ninety nine hundred. He's played pretty well here. He had a T six back in nineteen. Um, where we are here? There's Tommy. Okay, Fleetwood. Yeah, 
There's Fleetwood again, man. They just, people just love Fleetwood. 9,700, Sun JM, flip your coin. Which, what are you going to get there at 96? The time for Russell to get back on the horse at 94. There's Matthew Wolf, 9,300. Good to see him back out there playing. Adam Scott, just on the inside at 92. Former champ, Siwoo Kim, 9,100. Bubba, interesting name, at 9,000. Everybody loves Tommy. You know, he he's a guy that, has his has his short game. Um, his short game has been pretty good, but I think he's kind of overstated a little bit um, with his ball striking. I ran some models here that I'm looking at. Um, strokes and approach last 50 rounds in this field. Uh, you look at Fleetwood, he's 103rd. Off the tee, he's 93rd. I mean, he's not even in the top half of the field when it comes to ball striking. Uh, in the last 50 rounds, short game, 27th. Eh, I've kind of moved that down this week. I don't have a ton of value in that. Um, and then um, around the green, he's, uh, let's see here, he's 12th and then 50th in putting. So 97 feels a little bit high for me when it comes to uh, Fleetwood. Harmon, you know you're going to get the putter. You know you're going to get the short game. The question is, are you going to get uh, enough in the approach game I think you look at Harmon here. He's done. Yeah, he's done. Okay. I think he's an interesting play. And then Henley last 50 rounds, Kenny, I, um, you know, strokes can approach. He's first in the last 50 rounds when it comes to strokes can approach. That's a big number off the tee. Not as impressive putting 51st. It seems like a good track for, uh, for Russell, doesn't it? Russell Henley. I do like Russell. I mean, the iron game's so strong here. Um, you know, really good on the par fours, really good from 150 to 175. And you're looking at the majority of approaches coming from that range. Uh, so I do like Russell. He, he's actually one of my cash game cornerstones uh, this week for double ups and 50-50s and stuff like that. So I do like Russell uh, a lot in the, for, for those type of tournaments. Siwoo's coming in there, the low 9,000s. Um, hasn't played well the last Three events missed the cut at the Travelers, 58th at the Rocket, 65th at WGC. His putting has been basically comparable to like an eight handicap. I mean, he is <laughs> not putting well. And I'm not even sure if this is a typo that I'm looking at. He lost 16.8 strokes approach at WGC. That's not even possible, is it? I mean, he has that, he had that 13, right? He broke the record for the worst score on a par three ever. So when you, when you, when you go 10 over par in a single hole, and you hit the water like seven times, you're probably going to lose 16 strokes uh, on your approaches. That sound that sounds reasonable, I think. I mean, if you saw the Instagram picture with him and Kevin Na, who flew home together, I mean, Na holds the record for the worst score on a par four. Uh, with that, I think it was a Valspar, or Valero, when he hit into the trees and got like a 16. Uh, and now Siwoo holds the record for the worst score on a par three. So the Koreans really doing their thing right there Koreans, Koreans coming up strong uh, in those situations uh, that's unbelievable yeah yep. You know, I mean it's one of those things right that you, you're, you're willing to overlook that but see hasn't played good but he's coming back to a place that he clearly likes I mean this is he's won here and just in the last two years he's uh, he was t3 and 20 and fifth and 19 that's an interesting name 9100 uh, probably appropriately placed is there anyone else here in the 9000s Adam Scott, is he uh, does he play with some desperation here, wanting to move on? Does that interest you, or are you going to flip the coin with Sunjay? I mean, Scott is interesting because if you look at the tournaments he's played this year after the Sony, 
I think they've all been like top 15 toughest courses on tour, mm. you know, and now he's playing a course that's predominantly in one of the easiest courses on tour. You don't really see him play easy courses. Uh, so, I mean, I think his ownership is going to be down. I think uh, he's worth a look uh, at a course like this because, I mean, the courses he plays are the major courses, Riviera, Genesis, Memorial, the players. You know, he plays all those tournaments where the courses are so difficult, usually in the top 20 most difficult courses on tour. Now he's going to the bottom half. Uh, maybe he can make a run. Maybe he can do something. We'll see. How, I mean, I you know, you know the talent's there. You know he's got one of the sweetest swings out there. Uh, so I think it, it, it might be behooves people to, to, to use him, uh, you know, at lower ownership in, in tournaments. What's held him back is really his ball striking, particularly his driver. Um, he's not driven the ball well this year at all. His putter has actually been his strength. Now, say that out loud. Yeah. Um, the strength of Adam Scott has been his putter. <laughs> um, but his, his driver has been a little erratic when you look at it. He's not getting himself in position. His approach game, not great. His best was at the Honda, which feels like three years ago. Um, yeah, you make an interesting point on the on the, uh, on the the easier course here. You know, he has played predominantly the more difficult golf courses. I think for Adam Scott to be relevant here, which is his first time playing here, at least in a while, um, he's got to get that ball striking going. And that driver concerns me, to your point, of getting the ball in play. Um, well, I tell you, I, you know, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna kind of fade the top part of the nine thousands in Harmon Fleetwood and M. Um, I do like, I'll, I'll bounce back here with a little Siwoo Kim. And I think Russell Henley is really interesting. I really do. I think Henley is probably going to be my pick here in the nine thousands. I'm going to take him from you. <laughs> no, that's fine. I, I sort of have a feeling on somebody else and you, you sort of glanced over him. Okay. I think it could be Tommy's time. Okay. You saw answer. You saw answer get that win last week. Uh, he showed glimpses during the Olympics. Uh, you know, you see glimpses of him doing pretty well, one or two rounds, uh, an event. Um, you know, the Tommy Sundays usually aren't the best, and it's usually when he folds. Uh, but I've seen a little bit from his game. Maybe, maybe it's better on more of a correct track from where he was maybe a couple of years ago with a weaker field like the one we have now. I, I, I give him a little bit of chance. Again, a reduced ownership. I don't know how many people are going to pay him at ninety five hundred dollars. So I like Tommy for for tournaments a lot. Okay, he's probably going to yep. be he's he's probably going to be my play. All right. Yeah, fair enough. And I'll I'll throw Henley in there. Who played? He didn't, he didn't play good at the Open Championship. We haven't seen him since. So it's been close to a month since we've seen Russell. Um, man, I had a win ticket on at the Travelers. The tournament fell his way. There he is, one back with four to play, and he goes double double. Like, I had a couple of those moments this year. Like, what in the hell just happened there? Like, not just bogeys, but like doubles and crazy. So anyway, um, yeah, I'll get back on Henley. Ball striking machine. Putting has been okay, you know, just above tour average. And, um, you know, top 10 last year at Sedgefield. So there you have it in the 9,000s. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting-edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter weighting designs, use of high-density particles, and even a nano-transitional layer 
in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award-winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is their highest performance ball to date. And with their full suit of golf balls, they are transforming the game for players of all skill sets. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast. Moving on, 8,000. The big hitting lefty, Robert McIntyre, 8,900. Kevin Na, interesting player here at 88. Gary Woodland, a guy that I've sprinkled a little on to win at 87. Fowler, can he get inside the top 125 at 86? Seamus Power, 85, sign me up. Kisner, 84. Kevin Strillman, sign me up. 8,300. Munoz, 82. Schwartzel, sign me up. 81. Justin Rose, you can have him at 8,000. EVR, coming off the win. The Barracuda, 8,000. Take me somewhere. Kenny Kim. I mean, the three guys that stick out to me, are two guys are Charles and Kisner. Uh, Charles is my favorite play uh, in this range. I'm just going to go ahead and put that in right now. Uh, I do like him. He's coming off what, the top five finish here recently. Uh, he's making a ton of cuts. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, th- I think he's playing some of his better golf that he has. In, in the last couple of years, you really saw a downswing from him uh, here uh, for the last few years. But it looks like it's coming back up. Uh, just looking at his iron games improving. T to green has really improved. Par four scoring, very, very solid. Uh, so I like Charles a lot. He'll be my favorite play. Kisner makes sense. And, and I'm I'm on board with Ricky this week. You, yeah, you, last, time, last time out, you saw a little bit of a glimpse for maybe two and a half, two and three quarter rounds. He was on top of that leaderboard before the uh, before his collapse. And But you really saw a good play from him in that time. It wasn't just all putter. His iron game was looking good. Uh, his off the tee game was looking good. So there was that glimpse there for him. Uh, and let, let's see if he could put four rounds together. I agree with all that. Everything you just said uh, is like right here on my pad. Basically. It's like, you just read it off my pad. Um, totally agree with all that. I think Ricky's in for this week. You know, Seamus power hasn't finished outside the top 20 since May 16th. <laughs> he looks good. That win was nice. A couple weeks ago. He looks I mean, he's playing some golf, this guy. And of course yeah. got his win at the barbell right? We know that that was the last time we saw him. Um, phew, man, that was speaking of meltdowns, right? We've seen some meltdowns here. JT Poston that week oh, yeah. James gets in. Um, I mean, we've seen some guys melt late on Sunday and we saw it again last week. I love Seamus. I have for a while. I think he's very, very solid player. Wonderful putter approach game has really gotten better this year. I mean, you want to talk about most improved approach game. You got to put Seamus power in that conversation. His short game is solid. His driver can get a little clunky, but he's driven the ball very well. As of late. So um, I am all in on Mr. Seamus Power. I'm all in on Fowler. I am going to play Woodland some this week. Uh, Woodland's just an interesting player and guy to me. You know, he, he, he's such a good dude. And, and he seems to like bounce around a little bit with coaches. And I think it kind of sets him back a little. Um, but I'm going to go in. This is the first time Woodland's played here in, in quite some time. He's trying to improve his status. I think he's. I, I think he's a guy that can that, that that can go here as well. Kevin Na, I think, is another interesting name. You have any interest in him? He hasn't been here in three years, but when he was, Kevin Na was T4 and 17 and T10 
in 16. Could this be another like hot hand for Kevin Na and all of a sudden he's up three with four to play? I, you know, the thing about Nas, you never know when he can come on. I mean, what does he have, like four or five wins in the last four years? I think a win a year. Uh, you know, and, and the thing is, his form doesn't have to be good for him to win. That's why it's sort of scary fading him uh, in DFS because you just never know about his game. He can just play so poorly. Uh, and then all of a sudden just turn it on for one tournament and get out there. That putter gets hot. He walks him in. Uh, I'm not specifically sure if I'm going to use him this week. Uh, he's on the list. Uh, but you know, I can't, you can't play everybody yep, right. when it comes down to right. it, you know? Yep. So, uh, so we'll have to see where it goes. I, you know, I, I'm playing Fowler. Uh, so I will see how it goes. It, it's possible though, because I always like Ross and Kevin now because the win equity is so high yeah, for I, him usually because I'm, yep, that's just the way I think about him. So, so, so in the eight thousands, Fowler is going to be on your card. Um, and Kisner a little bit as well. Yep. Okay. And then Charles, and my favorite. Yep, Schwartz was the fave. So Schwartz was the guy. You're gonna give me Schwartzel here out of the eight thousands. I like that. Yep. Yep. Um, gotta be, I'm sure, a little hangover here for EVR. Tough after you win. Rose is is not interested in playing professional golf right now, if you ask me. Um, you know, I think in my uh, power, I'll give you be playing a little of him and um and I and I think I'll go Fowler as well. So I'll I'll give you Seamus as my guy. Um as Solid the top pick. guy here in the 8,000s. All right. Good stuff. Moving on to sevens. Go one by one now. So I'll give you a name. Just stop me. Anytime mm-hmm. I get to a name, you like them, just say, one of my guys. Starting at 79, former champion, two-time champion, I believe, actually. Uh, Brant Snedeker, 7,900. Mito Pereira, 7,900. I'll stop you there. Okay. I mean, the, the, the young Chilean looks like he can ball. Yeah. Uh, again, another guy sort of like Patrick Reed who's doing a world tour, a little bit worried, but he's a little bit younger, a little bit more in shape uh, than Patrick Reed. Could be a little bit easier uh, for him. I, I like the way he's been playing. I mean, you know, three wins uh, on the Corn Ferry Tour, not easy. It's not like those guys are scrubs. The only issue is hopefully he doesn't, you know, turn out like the last guy who did, Wesley Bryan, sort of falling apart. Uh, but uh, I, I like I like Mito. Not my favorite playing the range, but I like him. Yeah. Fifth at Barbersall, six at 3M. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty heady stuff, you know? I mean, not the best fields in the world, but hey. I mean, in the playoff in the Olympics. In the playoff in the Olympics. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can ball. Yeah, he, he's going to be fun. He, he He's going to be fun. Mito at 70. Now, I like that. Johnny Vegas, 78. I mean, stroke scan, ball striking. He's first, last 24 rounds. Tita Green, he's third. I mean, this dude can. Johnny Vegas is one of the most underrated ball strikers on the PGA Tour. The dude doesn't get enough credit. You worry about his form here? Yeah. I, mean, I think he's like five missed cuts in six events or something like yeah. that. Not great, but I, I I, I, think I might still have to use him because of the way he's playing. Yeah, he's playing great. He's really hitting it well. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, he hasn't. Yeah, boy, he hasn't played good here at all. No, not once. 7,800. Um, JT Poston. Well, slap in the face, perhaps. All right, he's won here. Almost one couple weeks ago, we just talked about great putter. You just you got you 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 bait you wait for the ball striking. You know, it's like it's so many times you have the conversation. Great ball striker, can he have a great putting week? Poston, kind of the other way around. Great putter, good short game, can he have a great ball striking week? Gooch, seventy seven. I like Gooch. Yeah. Iron game's looking real good here recently. Uh, last 50, he's been real strong with his irons. I like Taylor a lot this week. Glover's at 77. I whiffed on him last week. Something happened to Glover last week. I don't know. 
I was probably going to pass on him. Kazire, 76. Approach game has been better. You know, he can putt. He's an interesting name. Patton Kazire, 76. Lebioto seems like a good, good place for him at 76. Yeah, I like Hank Tank. You got to sign up for the continued great play here. Yeah, I'll go Hank Tank and I like Kazire. I like both of them also. They're okay. going to make my list. Uh, not my favorites. Uh, my favorite's coming up here soon. Okay. Uh, but, you know, Kazire makes a ton of birdies. He's been I a birdie a, machine. Is your is your favorite HV3? No. Okay. No. HV3 is at 75. McKenzie Hughes is at 76. Um, Zach Johnson, 75. Ryan Moore, he's won here, 75. He's been playing better. Brandon Grace, 74. The hell happened to Lanto Griffin, 7,400. Yeah, he, he, he started off the season real strong. Yeah, he did. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lanto, um, a little deeper dive here for a second. He grew T57. up uh, in Blackford, back in 18. Yep. Um, Labioto, he's made the cut here a couple times, coming in a different player. Patton, yeah, he's made, he usually makes the cut. Um, and of course, Ryan Moore has won T6 back in 2018. So, yeah, a lot of, yeah, for me there, I'll probably keep going. I'm with you. I like Mito, uh, and I like Gooch. Those are the two that I've had circled, um, thus far. Continuing on, Chez, uh, there 74. He is. There's my guy. That's There's your me. guy? Okay. That's my guy this week. This is the iron play has been so exceptional uh, in, in his probably last eight to 10 starts. He's, he's been so strong. He's really good uh, from 150 to 175. Hits a ton of fairways. Everything I'm looking for uh, this week on this course, he fits that profile. Uh, I like his price. Chez is my favorite play uh, for tournaments in this range. He was 11th at the 3M at a top 10 at the John Deere or top 20 at the John Deere. Can you get that good putting week from Chess? Can you? Can you just give me some fire, Chez, with that putter? There he is, 74. C.T. Pond is 74, the bronze medalist. A good course for him, not too long. Doug Gim. He came runner, runner up to Sneds a couple years ago, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. C.T. Pond. He did. Yeah, back, that's right. Back in 2018. Mm-hmm. Made the cut last year, T69. Seems like a good place for C.T. I think I'll play him a little, 74. Doug Gim, 73. Doug Gim ever going to figure out that putter, you think? Ever? I don't know, man. His, his ball striking is great, but that putter is so bad. It looks like me when I putt. And we have, both, <laughs> we have the same last name. You know, <laughs> we do have the same last name. Uh, Gim is – there's no hard K in Korean. So, Kim and Gim, same same name in Korean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Got to be frustrating. Then I mean, yeah. just to, to know that you're one of the world-class ball strikers and you can't – you cannot even sniff it with the putter to play with these guys. I mean, play no, with them, don't get me wrong, but like he knows he's holding himself back in such a huge way because he's got the most important part figured out, which is hitting it. You got to win in the approach game, and he does. And if he's just average at all, like he's first and he's up there yeah. with the putter. Got to be frustrating. Adam Shank, 73. I like beautiful Shank. last week. I like Shank. You like Shank here? I do. Yeah, uh, he's, had a, he's had a couple of close calls. What was he? Fifty-four hole leader last week. He was, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, I like Shank too. I, I think Shank's a little bit of an underrated ball striker. I think he's in that certainly that upper echelon here coming in when it comes into the approach game. And I think his putter is in the upper echelon as well. 
Yeah, I think I think Shanks is a, is a bit of a sleeper there at seventy at seventy three hundred. Um, Rogers is probably the better putter of Shank, but doesn't hit it anywhere near as good as Shank. Rogers, beautiful swing, but strokes and approach always struggles. It's 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 fascinating for me with Rogers how good of a golf swing he has, but yet lives at the bottom of strokes and approach. Sabatini, bronze medalist, want any part of that seventy three? He's got to be confident going in there. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to roster him, but he's got to be confident. I'll roster Kirk at 72. Yeah, I can see this is the Kirk, uh, Chris Kirk course. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, I, I'll play Kirk. Give me some Kirk. Give me some Shank down here at the bottom. Joel Damon, 72. Playing some good golf. Hey, he, heard, he heard me on Sunday this past week at the Barracuda. I thought he could pull it off. He hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to come back from that, isn't it? Like, it, you just get... Like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rest on him. Then he opens with 65, right? There's Heggy. So what I did, yeah, I I had like all the five top five guys in the uh, in the um, the WGC, and I I doubled them with Domin. Mm. And so I had answer, but I didn't get the Domin part. And it was just a dumb, silly bet just to get some more juice on Sunday, but uh, it didn't work out. Going back to the previous here, Kirk had a top top 20 here back in. 2018. Um, Sabatini's had two top tens here in the last four years. Well, like I say, he's going to be confident. Yeah. Give you a lot to think about here on the matchup. That, wow. Sabatini playing well, likes this place. Okay. I think I like, I still think I like Shank more than. Then Sabatini. All right, here we go. There's Brendan Haggy. Yeah. Dylan Fratelli. Yeah. 72. Luke List. Do enough with the putter. Luke List, get at the 20, 21 under. He can. Huh? <laughs> Luke can. He's got that skill. Yeah. But it just comes down to the putter with him. And, you know, I, I mean, the talent level is so sky high. Yeah. With Luke List. Yeah. He's long and he's, and he's a better, and he's a good iron player. Um, real quick here on Luke. Let's uh, into a bit of a, a deep dive here. Hadn't played well here. M- missed a cut a couple times. He made it last last year at T sixty six. You know, putters just kind of it's feast or famine. I mean, you'll go from negative four, negative three to positive two, and you know. But he kind of lives when he, he he lives in that negative three four range, and that's not going to get it done here. Bo Hogue, good ball striker. Brendan Todd, great putter. Todd's interesting here, isn't he? He hits Brendan a ton Todd. of fairways. That's for sure. And that's what you need. Uh, my co-host, Tyler, on the Fantasy Golf Genet Pod, uh, he talked him up a little bit. I'm not sure if I can get on board. Yeah. I probably, I'll probably i probably wait on that as well. Keith Mitchell, he'll hit the fairway for you. Strokes in off the tee, last 50 rounds, he's third. Then he's 111th in approach. <laughs> Sepp Strzok is 71. I'll give you Ryan Armour at seven. Yeah, I like him. I like Ryan Armour a lot here. Yeah, the seven short par 70 courses seem like his thing. Yeah. Him and Brian Stewart, who I like when we get down to the 6K range, it's sort of like their jam. Brian Stewart, uh, Armour, and Garnett. Short par 70 courses. Those are your, those are your guys, okay. The, those are the guys on the short par 70s. Mm-hmm. I like what I'm seeing with Ryan Armour. I, I'm definitely playing him a decent amount. Um, here in the sevens, Aaron Wise at the seven off the tee check. 
approach check one of the worst putters in the field check. horrible horrible <laughs> mark hubbard seven thousand i could play he had, mark. A run, he had a little run earlier in the season i don't know if i can jump back on quite yet though i can play mark here i i, I think hubbard is coming to a place that he likes um t15 last year t t24 and 17 Couple top twenty-five finishes the last two times. Sign me up for Mark Hubbard, folks. Kyle Stanley, only putter worse than Aaron Wise is Kyle Stanley, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true, man. It's true. I feel like I could beat those guys on the putt-off. I'm like the worst putter known to man. So I, yeah, they're they're horrible. Yeah, you got it. It it's tough to you got to you got to have a sniff here, right, with your putter. I mean, you know, Doc's interesting. I think our standard Doc would be good here at seven thousand, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, you know, he was sort of like the darling kind of end of the year. I don't think he's had as good a season as people expected him to. Maybe he can end it strong. Yeah, you, you know, it's like, can you get ahead of that, right? I think that's a fair point because these guys will turn it. Like, I mean, it's a long season. There's going to be uh, – golf is ups and downs. You're just not going to stay peak performance all the way. And it's like, can you get out in front with the web last week um, with that run and now here he comes and things start to turn around a little bit. Um, Doc Redmond finished tied for third last year. So I'll take a little deeper look at him as well. So those are some names in the sevens um, like to go through there because you got to win in this area. And there's some yay and nay from uh, Kenny and I. All right, 6,000. We'll give you two names each. Kenny, you go first in the 6,000. Give me a name you like. Uh, I think I already went over. I like I like uh, Stewart, Brian Stewart a lot. It's short par 70 courses. Sort of seems like his jam. Uh, so I do like Stewart uh, in that situation. Let me pull him up here real quick. Um, you know, again, a ton of fairways and good, really good on those those shorter par fours. Uh, one of the best on this field from 400 to 450 yards, and he has a ton of fairways. If you can get that iron game going a little bit, um, I like him at this cheap price. Ryan Stewart, short par 70s. That's your that's his that's his guy. I the other like two were Mark Hubbard uh, and no, it was Armor and Garnett. Or Armour and Garnett, yeah, yeah. I threw Hubbard in there as a player to like. We need someone to make the cut, folks. Need someone to make the cut here. I've kind of changed my as I'm looking here. I'm kind of <clears throat> I had one down and now I'm I'm questioning my because I usually err the other way, but I'm gonna go to a guy that's played Sedgefield pretty well over the years. And that is and that is Denny McCarthy at 6,400. I'm going to lean on the putter a little bit here and um, and see if we can see if we can get the approach game. You know, he's come here and he's he seems to hit the ball better here. So I think when I see that, you know, guys that maybe don't excel as much overall in the ball striker, he certainly gives up distance. But you can see an uptick here in certain courses. So sight lines, things match up for him. I'll, I'll give you McCarthy at 64 and ride the putter to make it cut. And how about a T24? How's that sound? T24. Uh, he'd probably be happy with that, the way he's been playing recently. I mean, he was T9 here last year. Mm-hmm. And he was T22 the year before. So, yeah. horses for courses, Danny McCarthy. Who else you got? Give me one more name. Uh, I like Roger Sloan. I like the Canadian uh, here uh, in this field. He has, uh, I'm not really into the you know, bubble boy FedEx cup, you know, narrative, but you know, he's on that list. Uh, but you know, iron game, you know, well above average, uh, good on shorter par fours. Uh, uh, you know, he's had 
he's been a little bit up and down, but he still makes a fair amount of cuts. Uh, so I, I, like, I like the Canadian Roger Sloan a little okay. bit. A lot of models like Roger Sloan, don't they? Mm-hmm. The name that kind of spits out. All right, I'll give you 6,200 all the way down to Chris Baker. Okay, birdie maker. Yep, he makes a lot of birdies. Kind of un-Chris Baker light. His putter hasn't been as good in July. So we turned the corner to August here, and great putters are going to they're gonna turn around. And why not? Back to a course that he likes. Top 20 last year. Chris Baker, 6,200. Sign me up. So I kind of went to the Sedgefield um, guys leaning on the putter a bit, which is a little unlike me. And uh, but guys that te- that tend to hit it better here overall. So Chris, make, Southern guy, makes sense for this Jack course. Speech, fast Bermuda greens, smooth. I think that's uh, the kind of place he liked. Kenny, you're the best man. This is good. Touched a lot of names. Wyndham Championship. Ricky Fowler makes it into the top 125. What do you think? I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do too. I think, I think he's going to get I think in. Top ten. Top ten. I bet him at what fifty five to one. To to top ten, to win, to win. Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah. To win. fifty-five to one, top ten. Fifty-five. I think everyone. If Ricky Fowler wins this, what a send off into the playoffs. I mean, yep. The tour would be great. All right, man. Best of luck. Let's get these boys to the uh, finish line, and um, I'll let you go back to your day job now and have your five minute lunch break that you've just given me forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay, Thanks. Buddy. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Bye bye.